Hi, everyone, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that, I'm your host, Samantha Bush. And as always, I'm joined by Chris Lewis today. Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you? You know, how am I? It's like fall here. It's getting so I'm, here. Last day of August. Thank fucking God. We did it. We did it, Joe. This, I officially feel that summer is over. I know it isn't, but midnight clocks tonight, I'm out. Pants yeah, are coming I, back out. Mm-hmm. Jackets. Windows are open. Oof. Jackets. Yeah. I saw someone in a hat today. I Well, I can't wear hats because my uh, head's too big. You can't wear like a baseball hat? It looks That's a shock. Really? Yeah, I can't do it. No hats. I'm not a hat. Unless it's like a kitschy hat. Like I'm trying to be silly. Yeah, like a bucket not, hat. But it would never look like um good. Chris, I think I you could, would look really good in a bucket hat. I could wear a hat as a part of a costume. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he's being a silly boy today. But yeah. like, not like <laughs> not oh, like serious. Here, let's finish this ensemble and I'll throw a cap on. No. Oh, okay. I love a hat. Um but you know, <sighs> Chris, we have to talk about some devastating news that our that the streets are whispering about. Uh, do we? Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is this the appropriate forum? Yeah. I don't think it is, but sure, go on. <laughs> Guys, I've been hearing on the streets that Lindsay and Carl Radke are broken up. And then he called off the engagement on camera. And I am in shock. Actually, well, and I don't think she'll Andrew ever recover. Lloyd Webber said, "Love does die." You know, he had that musical, "Love Never Dies." I guess it does. It does. And I just don't think she'll ever recover. I mean, I do think when they first got engaged, I did say, "I don't see this ending in like a wedding." I think you said it but ended I, in like a murder suicide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I do see it ending. Like I, I do see them sort of circling each other forever. Like. Oh, the road do. runner and whoever was chasing him like Elmer like uh, the way we were kind of thing like where they'll keep kind of maybe well, thinking no. about one another uh, they never no, really I circled back that, yeah i think that yeah they just ended devastating manner and that man never <laughs> saw his daughter <laughs> i think it was quite sad yeah never mind um they both ended I up just, with other people who never fulfilled them i don't um i here's my theory i think carl is really done with reality tv and I think his journey there has ended. And I don't think hers, I don't think it will ever oh, see, end. No, I don't think that's true at all. I think Carl's, because what else is he going to do? Like he's been That's re- the thing. I don't think he knows. He's been on reality. But so that's what's going to happen. He wants out, but he's now been on reality. He can't go back to like, remember his weird um, job where he was always like, I have to call these people and get lists. So Bravo wanted them to get married at BravoCon. And we're going to sell tickets to their wedding. But that's over. Like, that didn't happen. I thought happen. they were getting married in Mexico with Coach Well, they Lee wanted a U.S. wedding. Bravo was like, let's do a U.S. wedding. But it didn't end up happening for whatever reason. When but... I hear that, I am on Bethany's side. I'm like, you know what? Abolish Bravo. If they're like, we're going to sell tickets <laughs> to your wedding. I'm like, this is devastating. Yeah. Um, I don't you, know. I, 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 look, do you think I, they're done forever? Or do you no, think like I mean. I they're think, just not going to get married? I just don't think they're going to get married. But I think like now she'll bop, she'll diddy bop down to some terrible man. He'll mm. date some like shitty woman. And maybe me, if I can get down to my fighting Maybe weight. you. Maybe you'll be that shitty woman. As I said, if mm, this is the biggest, this is the biggest, uh, 
like a thing to get me to lose some weight and mm. get up to New York. I've lost four pounds. Is Carl Radke being single? If I can get down to my fighting weight, I really think I could get him. For sure. As someone did once message me, Carl would love you. And I was like, do you Carl know him? Carl would love you. But I was like, do you know him? And they were never replied. They were just like a ghost who came in <laughs> and disappeared. I was like, Are you who sure is that this? happened? Are you I sure did. something? I like, sure screenshot really it and I was like, what are you talking about? And it wasn't like I don't ever post about Carl Radke, so it was just like they came. Chris, people see you in the comments. I haven't been in his comments since he posted that thick selfie from about 2021 last sum that summer. I remember that in those blue shorts. Oh my god, how could I forget? Life changing. I do miss when he was a little like Thicker. meatier. Yeah, yeah, and um, I hope he gets back to that. Yeah, coined, he's been at Barry's boot camp too much. Never not, never not. I've never not seen him there. Maybe he'll he's become a at, fitness instructor. If he's not at Barry's boot camp, he's always with his mother. Oh, Sharon. Yeah. Ne again, never not. I'm just like, he's at Barry's boot camp. He's with Sharon. Yeah. So you're keeping tabs. But I'm not commenting. And I okay. mean, never forget. Are you in I his DMs? Only that one time by accident where I thought you had posted it and I replied, <gasps> Daddy. Yeah. And then I saw that it had gone to him. <laughs> to him. Not you. Mm -hmm. I don't even know why I follow him, but of course, you know, never forget when mm. you were judging me about my love of Tom Schwartz. Then I went over to his page, whom, and I don't follow him, and I see comments from you. It what? They're not thirst thirsty comments. They but they were like, "Ooh, get the get, love your cat." I was like, "What is she talking about?" Did I say love your cat? Is that what I said? I can't remember, but you were sort of like, and it was just very casual. Like you would post on my page, like, "Hey, girl." <laughs> Hey, girly. I was like, what's going no, on I with think I, I think I quoted him, excuse me, in the in the comment. But you were like, he's so sick and disgusting. He just is to see sick. your face just like And right I have to there. tell you guys, Tom Sandoval has never looked better. <laughs> I don't want to talk about him or any of them. I, I'm in such I'm a... I'm sick of them. I'm in such a dark space with Bravo after last night's Real Housewives of Orange County. Wait, why? Oh, Heather. How could I forget those texts? I would like to see her and Terry taken into a field and shot. <laughs> the way they display I their wealth agree. is so disgusting. I don't mind. This is why people. This is why we want to eat the rich. To be yeah. on TV saying like fifty-five million dollars, only five million dollars less than the sixty I anticipated. I'm like, are you okay? Do you know what time we're living in? They don't care. They're so they don't disgusting, care. and their kids are disgusting. And I don't care if they're queer. They might as well be privileged, straight, cis white people because of the amount of wealth they have. The way they skipped in and did a familial hug about selling their home for $55 million. Oh, I didn't. I Yeah, Max was like, I'll fly private home from school. The fact that she has like an apartment and a cat in her dorm. I'm like, I lived in a shit room with three other guys with no AC. <laughs> okay like that's how you're supposed to live freshman year of college your family isn't flying out on private planes every other weekend to see you you mm -hmm. disgusting piece of shit <laughs> i hate that family i think they're i think they are exemplary of exactly what is wrong with this country when tamra was making fun of them <laughs> staging those pictures and she's like and they're like, we I would never it. do that. I'm like, I've never seen anything more staged. Yeah, like you. It's like when Jeremy Allen White does his staged paparazzi pics. It's like, sweetie, 
please. <laughs> They're both as equally as pale and dead. Jeremy Allen White and the DeBros. I love when Terry has a spray tan. I'm attracted to Terry, you know? Oh, he makes me sick. Josh Altman is disgusting. It Was that his wife who was palling around there? I don't know who that was. Yeah. Other Heather. It's like, yeah. get the fuck out of here. And like, the way they were running back and forth. I'm like, this is, this is why everyone hates rich people. Yeah. And you know, I hear you. it's just, it, uh, it really rubbed me the wrong way. I, I need- It rubbed me the wrong way when they were like, you know, you broke records. It's See, like, who okay. gives a shit? First of all, this house is in Orange County. <laughs> a strip mall. Yeah. Just I've filled never, with Chipotle's and macaroni grills. And I've never seen them eating at one restaurant where anything looked good. The only place I ever go to is Javier's and the Quiet Woman. If I have to go and to the Javier's deck. one more time. I know the terrible. in and out. I know I the table like if, numbers if at these restaurants. I Javier's, I could be a server. I'd be like, well, <laughs> yeah, literally. Because it's the only like, restaurant they eat at. I'd be like, oh, that's my section. Yeah, I'd be like, the spinach artichoke, artichoke dip is going to table 10. Oh, I'd be like, like well, I know there's the Heather's numbers. bowl that she really <laughs> likes. <laughs> I fucking hate that. Oh, my God. But you know what I have to say? It felt good to wake up today and not have to watch him just like that. Well, I did just get a message from someone asking me exactly that, which is, how does your first Thursday feel without it? It feels like free. I don't know. I sort of missed it. Oh, Chris, shut up. <laughs> you didn't. At 3 a.m., my body, like, perked up, like, where is Yeah, it? it was, like, muscle memory. <laughs> like, you were just used to waking I up. I was like, where's Che in that vet shop? Oh my God, Che, 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 Che. But then I got my eyes on this episode, and it felt and like, I felt okay, good. We're home. Um, yeah. Uh, is there anything else I wanted to discuss before we get into um, Patreon and anything else? I don't think so. I did just start this show that um, is now canceled and has been like very popular for several years, but I just started watching it. <laughs> it's called The Other Two. It's on HBO. Hmm, did you know about the? unsafe workplace that those creators what yeah i think um what some not great stuff went down on that set what do you mean i i, I didn't read the articles because i never watched that show but as soon as the show ended it was like unsafe workplace on the other two multiple what? um complaints from oh, Chris. now it's hard to find that because it's the other two unsafe workplace yeah no i just <laughs> the exact thing oh my god okay it came out like shortly after the show ended oh wait yeah the toxic. other two canceled at max amid hr complaints verbally abused the writing staff and overworked crew members yeah but i guess the jokes are good <laughs> don't watch it <laughs> um i'm deep in a rewatch of Grey's anatomy season two barreling towards mm. denny's death and just okay. yesterday i was like oh god here are these two dummies izzy and denny they barely know one another not five seconds later i was like they're the love story of the ages yeah do you think <laughs> they're the, the what do you think is the best love story on Grey's? i mean christina and meredith okay but like romantic i'd say christina and meredith are okay. a romantic <laughs> love story <laughs> I just don't think any better. There is no better writing. And plus, because all the other relationships are so toxic. So toxic. I mean, I guess if I had to pick one that was sexual in nature, which is mm -hmm. how I would quantify that rather than romantic, I would say... Do you mean, like, which one do I think is, like, the most compelling? Or which one do I think is, like, the most romantic? The most romantic. Jackson and April? 
Like, they have some really good romantic stuff, and then theirs ends in a really solid way on screen that we get to see. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, Callie and Arizona, I mean, they go through some, they have, like, high, high romance and then dark stuff. Remember but then their reconciliation me- is off screen. So you don't Remember get to see them together. Remember when you told me what happened with Alex? What happened to him? What do you mean? I mean, a lot happened to him like, over the course like, of 16 seasons. So I stopped watching, I think, what was it, season 11? Yeah, but what do you mean? Well, I was like, like, you really want me to tell you what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, he ends up with Izzy. And frankly, people do forget, though, that actually their love story, while it is only over five, well, it's tough to say only over five seasons. (laughs) That's just the length of most television shows. Mm -hmm. But they they really went through it, those two. Yeah, they did. And their wedding is one of the more beautiful um, Grey's Anatomy weddings, even though it makes no sense not a lot on that show does and that's okay um i disagree there like i said seasons one through 11 perfect television and if you're smart just get out there that's what i did that's what you told me to do yeah it's after although there's some good stuff there you know but there's never another good full season after 11 then you're just getting good arcs like woo that was a good four episode run Mm-hmm. Out of 25. <laughs> Out of 97 seasons. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the minute the writer's strike is over, they'll be back on that set to terrorize us again. Yeah. Although I've given up, I'm no longer watching. Um, well, if you enjoyed this, you would definitely enjoy our bonus episodes because over there, we're a little bit more freewheeling and you can get access to those by joining us at patreon.com slash shortcomings podcast. We do a monthly Zoom call, which we had about a was it a week ago today? Yeah, because yeah. it was the and just like that finale. That those are really fun and are both hinged and unhinged. They start great, they go off the rails. And I oh, we were there for two the hours. <laughs> Every month I'm like, when when is it? And I'm, and it is tough because I do schedule it. So it's like I'm always aware of when it is, but I'm like, when mm-hmm. are we doing it? Let's get to it. And I do... No, I wouldn't do more of them. We got to keep them special. I'm trying to get them to go quarterly, but I don't think I'm going to get that passed. That's not going to happen. So bonus episodes, of course, um, where occasionally we just pick a topic to chat about, or we might choose an episode of television to dig into. We do have to go back to the annals of Beverly Hills at some point, as we promised, and just pick an episode and cover that. Mm, yeah. Um, Yeah, that's coming back soon. It is. Maybe in anticipation of all the new shit. What's the next housewife to come back? Jersey? It's Salt Lake City. Uh, I can't go back to those. Well, Jersey's still filming. I can't go back to... Uh, I'm not even sure if I'm going to Salt Lake City this year. Mm, I saw a clip and I'm intrigued. I'm sure I'll start, but I'm sure I'll taper off like I have every season before. Well, it just goes on for too long, that, those seasons. It's 98 episodes. I remember, remember that one year it went on from like September to May? September to May? I thought it was September to, like, August. It was like, we're giving was... you two weeks off. Oh, it was a lot. Um, so bonus episodes are all fun and great. And we are starting a new segment where all of our patrons have the opportunity to ask us a few questions. So if you want advice, um, I don't know why you would. <laughs> if you want to, you know, a fuck, Mary kill, or just, you know, any which way, join. Mm-hmm. And if you can join at the $5 level, and every week you'll have the opportunity to ask a question. And um, we did get some. Mm-hmm. And the first was, they would like you to say something nice about Avery Singer. Me? Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
Did Avery write this? It's from Stephanie. Stefani. Okay. Um, something nice about Avery. Um, I think it's really nice that she has a close relationship with her mother. That's good. Mm-hmm. And the follow-up to that question was, and for Chris, something lovely about Benefer both as individuals and as a duo. Now, what I want to be clear about, any disdain I have shown Jennifer Lopez, I can say a million nice things about Ben Affleck. Yeah, you love Ben. I love Ben. That's I've said repeatedly, and this will be my mm-hmm. nice thing, he's the only attractive man from Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to hear about that from people from Boston, I'm sure. You sure are. Um, but right on the list with Philly. And Virginia, <laughs> who we've heard quite a lot. From. <laughs> Although everyone from Virginia actually agreed with us. They were like, no, this place is a shithole, Carrie. Stay away. Yeah, they're like, get... You, we want please. better for you than us. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely say that. And then with Jennifer Lopez, I'd say she was very good in Hustlers. She was. And I thought she did deserve an Oscar nomination. And actually, I can't remember who else was nominated that year. But I definitely preferred her performance in Hustlers to Laura Dern's in Marriage Story, who ultimately won that Oscar I for ordering salads and moving her hands. Um, yeah, I didn't like that movie. And then as a duo, I'd say... I love the national delusion that they've created that this marriage will last. You know, I'm all in. I know, but it's like delusional that we're all like, this one's forever. I'm like, guys, he was drinking again on their honeymoon. I'm like, slumped over in a chair. This is a love story, you know? (sighs) Yeah. Um, So I think that's good. And Mm -hmm. other questions. What are, what are your in, in for the night binge watch, seen it before, can't get enough shows. I mean, I think and Gilmore Girls. Gilmore and Girls. For me. Gilmore Girls, Mindy Project, and Veep are probably and like me. What are your I need to cry choices? I mean, I cry at everything, so it's not like I could turn on television and I'd be fine. I cry at a lot, but like, what really gets me? Honestly, there's I mean, this really devastating documentary that, like, whenever I need to cry hard, I watch it. It's called Dear Zachary, and it's literally the saddest documentary I've ever I watched. I watched that. I didn't shed a tear. My eyes were dry. Chris, what? Yeah, it didn't move me at all. What? Is that the one about the son whose like mom died or something? No. And then he has to like go look for her? No. What is it about? It's about like these two friends made a documentary um, about their friend who was murdered. And their friend had a son. Oh, I did watch this because he appeared on The View. No, this was good. This was sad. It was really, really sad. So, like, whenever I need to, like, really get a cry, like, that's what I put on. I would say probably also for me, Titanic is always a guarantee cry. But I also am someone who cries a lot, just in general. Yeah, it's so, like, very I never really I need, need to, like... like <laughs> I'm never seeking out a cry. It's like... I, no, it's like, it can happen anytime. just found me two seconds ago, and it'll find me in a few minutes. Like, I don't... If need... I think about Barbie for too long, I start crying. Uh, I, like, I can't talk about that movie. Did um, you see the Taylor Swift trailer? Oh, my dropped October 13th. Swifties. I cannot believe she would put footage of herself looking like that out there. What? Looking like what? The way she moves. Chris, you gotta so, be careful. The way... She, oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. All right, see, that's a maybe bonus. You know what? I've already started. The way she dances is so upsetting. When she's swiveling those hips. Those Let her be. Hips. 
And if you That's guys me, haven't seen baby. the goodwill, then I would say I wouldn't. If you showed me footage of you dancing and said, Chris, I'm thinking about putting this out globally, I would. But isn't that like part of like her charm? I don't find it charming. Wow. But I do. I understand <laughs> okay. that others do. I do think I, I think agree. I'm like, wow, look at us. Like, that's right. me up there, you know? Right. And I've always viewed um, pop stars as needing to have talent. You don't think she has talent? As a dancer. She should oh. just stand there and sing mm. and write. Well, she just and- kind of walks a lot. Uh, no, Sam, I saw some real, like, she really was trying to get up to some stuff. If she no. just <laughs> teetered Chris, back and forth like Mariah Carey, I would. No, are you talking about that video? Where <laughs> In the trailer like for the like movie. This? Well, you're talking you about talking when about she's singing with Mary J. Blige, which was... No, no, no. This was from the Eras tour, and she she's was, like, terrible. rocking she, back and forth. She can't dance, and she just shouldn't. Mm. Also, I think... But I why? Bristle, Even I if you're bristle, a bad dancer. I bristle at... um Right. If you are a bad dancer IRL and you want to go to the club, fine with it. If you are charging people hundreds of dollars, thousands, d- do what you do best. She's feeling her music. I support her. And, and I also bristle at the Eras Tour name. It's like, well, every tour is an Eras Tour. Like every it's like every tour is, is a this... retrospective of your mu- of an artist's music. Our reviews <laughs> are the going 50s. down. Oh my god! I know, I, guys. I also should be clear. I love her music. I'm a Swifty. I, I don't care for the first album. Fearless. I love. Loved. Speak now. Love. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, Red, uh, you know, I understand it to hit be or miss. quote unquote her magnum opus, but for me, it's hit or miss. Mm-hmm. 1989, perfect pop album. Perfect. Reputation, I can even get into a few. She lost me with folklore and evermore when she, you know, took too many antidepressants and decided to put out the world's saddest music during the that pandemic. That was COVID, babe. I, I understand that, but I don't need we to. We were hear all me. medicated She's and a depressed. Pop star. Like, I don't need to hear her with the national strumming a guitar. Shut the fuck up and put out like a pop song. Although I do love the song Seven. And um, the less said about that last album, the better. Midnight's. Yeah. But yeah. I, she, I think she's still got some great music in her. Yeah, for sure. And we don't ever need a 10-minute version of any song um, that isn't disco. Well, I also have something to say about the 10-minute All Too Well. Like... We did it fine in three minutes. It was fine. It got the job done. And then, like, she said that it was, like, from the vault. Like, she had written these lyrics, like, at the time. That's a lie. You were not saying fuck the patriarchy in 2011. But, I mean, everyone knows that. I mean, I think even her most died. No, I know. But I just had to get that off my chest. Um, And then the last question is, which memoir of a Kardashian child or child of a housewife reality icon should we anticipate most and why? I don't really ever want to hear anything about the Kardashians that isn't from Chloe. So I don't know that I care about True. No, I don't think True would ever write. Or one. the other one. What's the new one's name? Dream. Dream. No, isn't there a new one? Tatum. Tatum. Why do I know this? Looks just like, like Rob. So sick. Looks just like Rob. And Could is be Rob, basically... honestly. If you. Yeah. Literally I've seen laid eyes on Rob. If he had like morphed into a baby and honestly, it could have been Rob's like, kid. I'll raise him. Like that's a good conspiracy, actually. Um, child of a housewife, reality icon. Well, who? I mean, maybe Jen Shaw's sons. Um, no, 
I would like to hear from like Well Bren. Yeah, I would love to hear from Bren. Like when she when, reconciles with Jason when, when she's she older. She sits down and sees that her mother has become Brenna a terror. Bren, Chris. We're circling when the you drain. Said there. That, Chris, when you said that last night, tell them what you said. Bethany has become Bernadette, her mother. And remind people who Bernadette is. Her mother. I just said it. <laughs> I know. But so if you guys don't remember, like, that was a big thing in Housewives is like when we found out that Jason would call her Bernadette. Go and read about everything Bethany has said about her mother. And she is recycling and replaying every one of those narratives. Yep. So yeah, so okay, I'd love Bryn to hear Hoppy. from Bryn. <laughs> so there we go, Bryn Hoppy. That's my answer. Yeah, I would love to hear from Bryn. Oh my God, want to hear something that brought a tear to my eye last night? All right, is quick though because we got to yeah, get into quick. this episode. Dolores wore like for her cancer charity for the baseball game I for New Jersey. Oh, that like really moved me. That was like really beautiful. Do they even know each other? That was the only thing I thought. It's like I think they probably met, met at like BravoCon or something. I mean, it's very nice, but it was just like, a, oh, this world are that crossing really that I Dolores is a know. kind person. I know it does bother me. I can't. It's just the political landscape of New Jersey. Oh, the Trump of it all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and a lot of American flags. It's just like. But I do have to say, if there, was of one, if there was one person I was going to cross the aisle for, it would be Dolo. That's like a Republican I would reach out to. Yeah, you love her. With. Mm-hmm. And just like try to pull her across. Mm-hmm. Even if she didn't want to. Frankly, come. I don't think she'd be that hard to pull across. I think she's probably like, look, I don't even vote. She's like, so you got what do you really want there? from me? <laughs> yeah. You got a jug of wine and some cigs? I'm free. Yeah. All right, guys, and so that's our new segment. It doesn't really have a name yet, but I loved all three of those questions. I did, too. Those were great questions. Um, And they came to us quick. So quick. And so, of course, we also want to thank our iconic shorties, and here we go. Gina, Carlos, Kimberly, Christina, Lauren, Jenny, Ainsley, Kate, Laura, Charlotte, Taylor, Dana, Laura, Laura Lee, Claire, Allie, Jen, Caitlin, Kristen, Lindsay, Casey, Stephanie, Justine, Alexandra, Gracie, Haley D, Haley P, Sky, Rosie, and our newest iconic shorty, simply Trench Ghoul. I don't have a name on Trench Ghoul, a real name, but... If you'd like to be known as something else, Trench Ghoul, please reveal yourself. Trench Ghoul. But we love you and thank you for your support. Should we we get into this episode? Yeah, of course. All right. So today we are covering season six, episode six, Hop, Skip, and a Week. We always Mm -hmm. begin with a little episode synopsis. Carrie and Berger try on a break. Miranda struggles to balance work and motherhood. Charlotte dates around the synagogue. And Samantha pushes Smith's career to new highs. Mm. What'd you think of this episode overall? Perfect, ten out of ten. Well, do you understand? Ten out of po- ten. Do you understand how this podcast works? That it has to build to something. It's building to the fact that I'm going to think it's a ten out of ten, no matter what. We'll see. You're not going to break me today. We'll see. No, I couldn't break you because I love this episode. Also, I'd also sort of forgotten how quickly this happens. Um. Same. And if I had one complaint about not this episode, but the burger arc is, is that it seems like a lot of stuff happened off screen. We didn't see. 
It's giving and just like that. that and that's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, I guess Michael Patrick King has always just been like, um, tell, don't show, which is quite yeah. literally the opposite of what most people tell you in storytelling. Like, mm-hmm. you're supposed to show, not just explain. But um, what a wild episode. Let's hear the monologue and then get into it. Do you want to read it? Want me to read it? Yeah. The next day, I got to thinking about trials and trial separations. In a courtroom, a jury decides the outcome. In a relationship, the victims have to decide their own fate. How can two people mirrored in the mess ever figure it out? Do we need distance to get close? No. No, I don't love the monologue. (laughs) No, actually, what I will say, and it isn't relatable to this episode, but one piece of advice I have always given friends when they're starting a new relationship is to spend time apart because it'll show you that you miss the person. Like when you start dating someone, you spend all of your time with them. All you're doing is like filling time and you can fall in love with anyone. And so mm-hmm. you pulling away will show you like, oh, wow, I do want to be with this person. Whereas I've given friends that advice. They've spent one day away from the guy. I'm like, yeah, huh? Found a well, lot of stuff like to do. I don't really like yeah. that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So I in that case, I do think distance um, can help you get close. But um, I guess we can talk about that a specific question I was going to ask you later. Should we get into Samantha? Yes. So she's gotten Smith this absolute vodka <laughs> campaign in Times Square. And I know we're two, when you guys hear this, we'll be about two weeks out from it just like that. Mm-hmm. But now we're only one when we're recording this, and I'm still reeling from the lack of a performance we got from Kim Cattrall in the backseat of that CGI car. Yeah. And to see her here, I was like, there she is. Okay, there, there is she is, Samantha. the actress. When mm-hmm. she said, as God and Madison Avenue intended, I thought, there we go. There's the voice. Mm-hmm. There's the writing. There's everything. I think a lot of people didn't want to admit that the Samantha cameo and just like that, like, wasn't good. No, I think a lot of people admitted it. It seemed to be most of the discourse. Yeah. We are on two different sides of the internet then because the people on my side of the internet were, like, raving. Yeah, no, all I saw was people like, well, that was too short, stupid. What's going on with Kim's acting? Like, who wrote this? Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. What's going on with Carrie? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, which is usually mostly been just like that discourse, like simply what's going on. Yeah, just simply question mark. I, it was nice to write notes today that weren't simply what's happening. Mm-hmm. I was like Hillary Clinton for 11 weeks. What happened? What? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, we're back. You know, it feels really good. It felt good last week when we covered the lights camera relationship. And like this episode felt even better. Like it felt yeah. comfy again. And so we head over to brunch. What did you think of his photo? Um, I couldn't get uh, eyes or ears or my heart around what angle it was shot at. It looked like the photographer must have truly been between his knee, uh, his thighs. The- yeah. <laughs> and it was surprising. He was like, whoa, like, I guess he'd only seen the photo small. And because he was yeah. like, my dick's huge. I'm like, oh. So I'm like, your dick's all, not even in the pic. It's, it's not in the photo. And then when he later was like, my mom's running around every grocery store trying to stop my grandma from seeing. I'm like, your dick's not in this photo, buddy. Yeah, you your wish, dick's maybe not in the Maybe we wish picture. it was. I can't imagine like looking up and seeing a huge photo of like my body. 
Well, of like that's course, a crazy. Well, of course not. Thing. I don't think either of us would allow that to happen. But I think when you've got the body of Smith, of Smith? Jared, you're putting it out there. Yeah, as yeah, he yeah, did yeah. on that stage. And again, that's Oof. what I sort of wanted to say. I'm like, buddy, we literally, you were dropped trial talking about like harvested nature, like, garbage. Like you are an um nudist, basically, mm-hmm. every which way. So, but he did that for like art. the art. Like, he doesn't look at this as art. Well, I'm sure it paid him well. The one thing I did want to note through this storyline also is is that it seems like Samantha is operating as his manager and not his PR person, which are two different roles. Mm -hmm. I think she's doing both. Yeah, but it just seems like, okay, I under like, she wouldn't have that skill set. Or at least it would have been nice if we had seen throughout the show... Um, and or at least I should say the first movie and then the second one that we see her like, oh, I've taken on other clients. Like I've become like yeah. a manager on top of PR because even in the second movie, she's still working firmly in the PR space when mm-hmm. she's supposed to do the PR for that hotel in Abu Dhabi. And yet at that point, it seems like she would be a pretty firm like talent manager. Yeah. And like in the first movie, I mean, when she's like walking around her just office, seeing him on, it's like, just Grey's photos Anatomy, of him ER. everywhere. So he's, yeah. does she only have one client? It appears. And his, his career makes no sense in that movie. And so talk about it just yeah. like that. But we go over to the um, coffee shop. And she shares her sort of test for a good relationship. And it's basically mm-hmm. if you're smiling or you're frowning. Just brass And times. you know what? I think about that all the time. And I think that's actually pretty um, solid re- advice for anything in your life. Is it bringing you joy or is it not? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like when you're dating and you're like... Always frowning. And you're always upset and you're always crying or whatever. Like that's not a good relationship. No. You know? And she looked at Carrie disgusted and was like, get it together because your skin looks like shit. If you keep know, she's like, burger. well, I'm allowed to be sad, Samantha. No, you're not. It's like, okay, but like we've we've heard we've heard about this for weeks. Again, no, we haven't as the audience. Right, but Samantha probably yeah. has. Um, which would have been nice if they had said, like, oh, you've been really complaining about burger a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Um now, there was another character in this scene outside of the four girls, and that was a poster behind them. Did you see this? No. Behind no. both, but I first noticed it behind Samantha, but then it is also the exact same picture behind Carrie and Carrie and Miranda on one side, and then Charlotte and, Charlotte and Samantha on the other. And it is a crazy-looking man who looks like an old-timey, like, Hollywood star holding a martini glass and smiling devilishly. devilishly. What? so scary. (laughs) He's sort of like, you know when you go to, like, Home Goods and you see, like, that old woman with a martini? It'll be, like, that housewife with a martini and she's like, it's wine o'clock. Yeah. It was sort of like the male version of that and it is on both walls. And I'll take a picture of it and I will send it to you later and post it. Please. It's terrifying what this guy's up to. And I Ugh. thought, who is the set designer for this? Get them out of here. Um, but I, I agree with you that I really did enjoy Samantha's sort of um mantra there. Mm-hmm. Ouch. 
Now, then we go over to the bar and Smith walks in with a beanie on and she's very he's very concerned that this is harming his career. His sober friends don't like that he's doing this. Um, his actors thinks he's sold out. He, we talked about his grandma. And Samantha says, first the gays, then the girls, then the roles. Now, nothing has true? been more true. You know, Samantha yeah. understands that all capitalist culture steals from marginalized communities. But these gay men, they have cast. <laughs> I have never seen more undesirable gays. <laughs> yeah, that one who bopped over and was like, my friends, we're a very big fan. I was like, who is this gentleman? Why is there so much yeah. cat hair on your mic? Are you going to tell Brian to cut that? <laughs> no, because I don't. It's just that I just noticed Barb, that it's Barb, like, walks everywhere. She's a, never not. Is she recording on... That mic. <laughs> when I'm asleep, she like does a late night pod. Remember when Chloe used to do like Chloe after dark? I watched every episode. You know what the weirdest show ever is? Remember during the pandemic when Lisa Vanderpump had that show on E that was like, I'm going to teach you how to throw parties? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, what's happening? We really were just throwing anything at the wall. Oh, we're and about it could to only be, doing be that. And it could only be shot in her backyard. Like it, people didn't even enter through the house. Oh, my God. Remember her sad little horse died? Which one? Diamonds or Rosé? I think it was Rosé. Well, diamonds are forever. Rosé is not. (laughs) Um, But I really appreciated this idea. And I feel like that is true. And one actor I could point to of first the gays, then the girls, then the roles is Pedro Pascal. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think anyone knew his name before four years ago. But every gay man was like, Pedro! That's so true. Oscar that's Isaac perfect, is also, that's a perfect example. Oscar Isaac, I feel I carried him to his current career um, after seeing him in Drive when everyone was crazy about Ryan Gosling. And I was like, um, let's talk about that guy who's married over there. Who's he? Remember when him and Jessica Chastain like were on the red carpet together and it was just like the chemistry? I was, yeah, and he was like I was sniffing like, her armpit. Yeah, but I was just like, guys, Oscar's wild what he's up to. And um, they're just pals. Although it's sad. She's basically said, like, their friendship has really been harmed by all of our speculation about it. Oh, really? Yeah, and they they did that TV show together, and then there were all those articles about it. And, like, they must, like... They must have something going on. And I'm sure that does affect, because both of them are married. And I'm sure that they did. No, they've always said they, I mean, they, I probably bet they dated at some, or slept together at some point when they were in acting school together. But they've both oh. been in, like, very long term, they've just known one another for a very long time. Mm. That's one of the reasons I'm like, yeah, maybe we on the internet don't need to be speculating about all of, like, there's enough nonsense going on in the world. Yeah. And of course we did start this podcast by speculating about Speculating about engagement. <laughs> Yeah, but they're like different. They're reality That's stars. a different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a different energy. They put themselves out there for this. Okay, I don't right. want to hear it. Right. What did you think of the final scene between them on the street? I was so distracted by her hat. <laughs> yeah, that pink like cowboy hat. It was so distracting. And I don't know if that was just of the times. I don't think it was. I gotta be honest. It doesn't feel of the times. It it was nuts. Yeah, it was a it was a look. What I appreciated about it in terms of Kim Cattrall's performance 
was how firm she is with him and like how Samantha like she is. And I feel mm-hmm. like when we've seen her in her other committed relationships, which I suppose would be James, I can never remember Sonia Braga's character's name in this show. I only remember Maria. Maria and um, obviously Richard. There was this idea that for Samantha to be in a relationship, she almost had to supplant herself. And she's mm-hmm. so firmly in her power with Smith when she says, hey, like, turn around. We are going to make this work. And that there's just that moment of hesitation before those Catholic schoolgirls, like, run up to him. Mm-hmm. Although I It's a great moment. I, I, I And look, I, you know, personally, I'm not that into Smith. But he's so, like, would, would young girls be into him? Yes. He just, to me, seems like so... I guess it would remind me of, like, how when I was watching the original run of Gilmore Girls, I was so laser-focused on Rory's love life because that was more attainable to me. Mm -hmm. And Luke was an adult. And it's only watching it now that I'm like, woo, Luke's got it going on. Yeah. I just feel like as as a teenager, I was into teenagers. He's 31? No, like, I've seen him as an old man almost. No, I think age. I think he like is but someone he's not that boyish. Do you find he's him not to boyish, be boyish? But he's also doesn't feel like like he wouldn't have felt old to me. Oh, see, I absolutely would like, have. Like when I was younger, Brad Pitt was like older. Well, okay, well, and Brad, I thought he was like the, this man is not. I'm not saying he's Brad Pitt, but <laughs> well, I'm saying like are. people <laughs> who are like <laughs> their 30s or whatever. Listen, my biggest thing but is do like you know what I mean. I, just I don't remember think teenage most of my girls being closer in age to me at that time of life. I just don't think teenage girls would like die for a guy that they saw once on an absolute hunk. Ad. Wait, where did they like, even see him? Were they wandering around Times Square? Did Samantha send them those postcards? I can picture them being like giggling and being like, "Oh my god!" Like, like I could whatever. See if he saw them. Yeah, they shouldn't even be clued into like vodka marketing. No, no, they shouldn't. <laughs> like now that no. I think about it, like if it, he it was on crazy. like other things, I would be down. Right, like next week he'll be on TRL. Post, yes, like, that's that what I'm saying. To me, makes sense. Although that actually makes no sense because if he gets the role, he doesn't start filming it until later this season. Why the fuck would TRL be like? Here's the absolute hunk. I guess what the who knows what was going on on TRL. Who knows what the fuck's going on with TRL? Carson Daly was just running amok. Vanessa Lachey, and I'll never forgive him for what he did to Mariah Carey. Remember when she came in with the ice cream? What did he do? He treated it as if like, wow, Mariah Carey's really cr-. like he was the narrator of that, and he really treated it as like this is really crazy, like she's insane. And Mariah Carey pointed out like I cannot just arrive to TRL and roll an ice cream. Like I don't carry around an ice. Oh, cream. Someone yeah. gave that ice cream cart to me. I pushed mm-hmm. it out. I had short shorts on. I don't under. And he called me crazy. And then this. It, this narrative. narrative went over like went about and look of course she was in the throes of a mental breakdown at that time but she was like but that isn't an example of it she was like yeah there i was good. there's other okay. things was i having a mental breakdown in some other places yeah, absolutely yeah. but that wasn't one i also think if the girls were maybe just like a little bit older right if it, it would have made more sense girls, like high school if it high had school. been college freshmen or like seniors running around, these girls looked to be about eleven. Yeah, like, they were in middle school, and they were like, "Now in middle school, there's the vodka hunk." I would have chased down Jesse McCartney like that, right? But Jesse McCartney was a child. No, but that's what I'm saying. I think when you're like that young, you would be into someone who was equivalent to your yeah, age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you're right. 
But I agree with you. I mean, it took me a while to come to it. Yeah, but, but I agree. You, I don't think you start sort of looking up until you're a little bit older. Yeah, like high school. At least me. I was just like I was not looking at like thirty-one year old. No, I was looking at like Zac models. Efron and like Jesse McCartney and like Jonathan Taylor Thomas, the old version. I'm trying to think of like who was my big crush in high school. Probably, I mean, it was Milo. You know. Oh my god! When he stepped off that bus, no, Chris, I can't talk about it. My also, life, also. my life changed. Yeah, that my basement jacket. was flooded. Everything was afoot. The earth shifted. Yeah, and I was no longer a child. Was, we were. I was a woman. Yeah, let's get into Miranda. So she is really struggling, and I do have the note here. Has Brady ever been decent? <laughs> And I know he's a baby, but it's just like, can you shut the fuck up? No. He's always been kind of like a wreck. I can't stand him. I can't stand him as a baby. No. I, I like, can't stand him when he's an adult. Up. The only time I liked him is when he was like a little when boy. When he was like a little movie. boy sleeping in bed with um, Steve and they both are sort of have their hands up in the hands same way. Like, that's the that time I That was him. the one time. And he was, look, asleep and not present in life, basically. <laughs> he was. <all> <laughs> He was basically dead, so I was like, yeah. love him. Yeah. Um, so she's really dealing with this whole crisis. Uh, when she leaves for work, he's crying. When she comes home, he's already asleep. And then she gets confronted at work. And did you recognize an actress who joined us? Okay, who was she? She plays Kathy on And Just Like That. <laughs> That's Kathy. Stop. Played by famed actress Rosemary DeWitt. Did you watch Mad I, Men? No. No, okay. She's Dawn's I, first mistress. Wow. Because, like, I saw her, and I was like, who is this? Like, this feels like a face I know. And, yeah, you saw her about three weeks ago, you know? I sure did. Sitting across coffee with Carrie, and then we found out she's a total bitch and doesn't like her children. <laughs> I've I wouldn't always like been home either. to them. <laughs> Remember he was crying in that car? Stop. I can't go back there. I refuse. He looked like, um, you know how when Muppets walk, they sort of go like this? And this is great for the podcast, which is uh, not a visual medium, but they move their bodies like... That's what he was doing in that car. <laughs> yeah, he was using like his physical self to like. And yet, emote. not one tear came out. Not of Not a eye. single tear. No. It's very, very Ramona singer. Should I want to share more broadly what I found out recently that I told you and you couldn't believe? No, I have a very firm, like, I don't listen to other recaps of things of like, and just like that or Sex in the City, because we, I, this is what we're doing. So I don't want to be influenced or overly share other right. people's opinions. But since we are now finished and just like that, I decided to listen to a few other recaps of the finale. And I did listen to Danny Pellegrino with his friend, I believe her name is Hannah. And mm -hmm. she's watching How I Met Your Father, which I didn't even know existed. And I got the shocking intel that on that show, John Corbett plays a love interest of Hilary Duff. Now, I do know John Corbett to be 61, mm -hmm. I believe. I yeah. think Hilary Duff is maybe two years older than me. Yeah, she's like mid-30s. So for them to be love interest is shocking. And that's disgusting. Storyline includes her them having sex and her then realizing he might be her father. They actually have sex. They sleep together. And then she's like, You might be my dad. 
What? Yeah, it turns out like I'm a, okay. So again, I only watched also a little bit of How I Met Your Mother, but isn't that show basically a mystery? And we find out How I Met Your, like we're trying to figure out who the mother is. And we finally yeah, like, find out in the finale, I think. I only watched a little bit of the show. It wasn't for me. But so yeah. I assume a similar premise is at foot in How I Met Your Father. I don't know that in How I Met Your Mother, we ever fucked the mother. No, the kids never <laughs> fucked the mom. And they weren't going on in, like, an exploratory mission. It was Ted, like, telling his kids How I Met Your Mother. And so it seems... Hillary's really put on her detective hat. And is I'm really disgusted. I'm so, and we will be covering My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, or what's it called? My Big Fat Greek Wedding Greek or in more u- unusual? No, it's My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. See, that's where they should have added a colon, Greek or in bigger, or like... Well, and Kim Cattrall's in How I Met Your Father. Ye- I think she plays grown-up Hilary Duff. Oh. Wow. Oh, so is that that's the joke crazy. that then she would have, he would have fucked Kim Cattrall? Is that the sort of fun of it? I don't think it's I fun. Can't even follow, <laughs> I can't even follow this. And I started telling the story. Yeah, she's future Sophie, who in the year of 2050 tells her son the story of how she met his father. Who could have been John Corbett. That's disgusting. Wait, wait, wait. Who's Sophie? Wait. Sophie is, is like the Hillary character Duff. of Hilary Duff and Kim Cattrall. Okay, great. So then, so in the world of How I Met Your Father, Kim Cattrall has fucked John Corbett. Yeah. But not as Kim Cattrall. But as Hilary Duff. Uh, I, time and space means nothing. And I might have to get my um, eyes on at least that episode. And what's really crazy is like... I, when, I I saw the, when I saw that image of them kissing, I sent you, I wanted to throw up. No, it's sick. Although I will it's say deranged. he looked good in the trailer for My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. Does he? He looks better than he did on Just Like That when he was in that cinched coat and that greasy hair and his little thick. <laughs> that head. belt was so upsetting. No, he looks good with like a shorter haircut. I'm looking at the poster. Right. Now, the, yeah. well, that poster. No, well, we don't have to get into the poster. <laughs> that poster <laughs> the poster of Joey crazy. Fatone eating that churro. <laughs> it's so gross. He looks like me at Disneyland just wandering around with a churro in my mouth confused. Oh, my God. Okay. No, John Corbett does look good, though. No, he looks much better in that movie. And I'll, mm-hmm. you know, I'll be seeing it on opening day, I'm sure. So ultimately, back to Miranda, she negotiates herself down to a 50 to 55 hour work week. And so that she can spend more time with Brady. And then she has this little life hack where she's left photos of herself on his little mobile. I love that. <sighs> I know, it made but me I laugh. Just, I know, but I can't have any warmth for Brady seeing how he turned out. Oh, I didn't it's have like, warmth for him. It's I like had warmth tough for to me. go back and like see him as a baby. It's like an no. This is gonna be a tough thing to say, but you know, like that oh. theological sort of theoretical question people will ask, like, should you go back in time and kill Hitler when he was a baby? That's sort of how I felt about looking at Brady. Like, <laughs> should we just stop this now? Is that tough to say? Yes, it's devastating. But you know what I mean. You know when people ask that question, I know what you mean. I get the sentiment. And like in Lost, about Ben Linus. Should this become a lost podcast? It already is. A show I don't understand and if I had to talk about it would be like, we sounds so stupid. So, yeah. I'd be like, time and space and physics. Yeah, that's not where we thrive. thrive. We thrive talking about four white women just acting a fool. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. I liked Miranda's storyline, but it was sort of light. And well, I guess it was quite depressing. <laughs> well, I liked when she came at Fern, you know, in that moment. I liked when she turned to Mitchum or whatever the fuck his name was and said, like, and may I remind you, when my mother died, I was back at work on Monday. Mm-hmm. Power. Mm-hmm. That's the Miranda I fuck with. You well, know? I wanted to say, well, Miranda, I don't know if we need to be touting that as success. Take your self-care, ma'am. That didn't exist. Maybe I'm like, maybe Miranda's Rambo now and living in that broom closet because of like long-term grief she hasn't dealt with. PTSD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's get into Charlotte. Okay. So Charlotte's volunteering at the temple, and we meet three biddies, Barbara, Elaine, and Lenore. The greatest characters this show's ever given us. I've I wish that they would have come back for it just like that, but um Well, I don't Yeah, I think, think those actresses are yeah, I don't think Still they're with, with us. us. You're like, I'd <laughs> love if Franny Steenbergen, who played Bunny McDougal, where was Bunny? It's like, I think where, people... When did people she have, die? I think people have passed. I'm sure she died she die? like six years after the show went off the AR. She was 100. Yeah, that's true. Are you looking this up? Yeah, I am. Frances Sternenhagen. Uh, <laughs> Chris... She's she died still alive. Like, she is? Is she looking yes. good? She's 93. Wow. She lives in Washington, D.C. Wow. Well, maybe I'll pop by this I'm weekend. Dead. <laughs> Do you have an address? Convinced she was dead. Do you have an address? I'd love to pop in. Maybe to bring my mic down wow. to D.C. She was still acting like on Broadway. Or oh, off yeah, Broadway, she's, excuse she's me. A known, she's a pretty known Broadway actress. I believe a Tony winner. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Bunny McDougal's okay. like one of her lesser roles. Wow. She's a queen. Didn't know she was living in DC. Didn't um, know she was alive. I don't want that heat for her. I hope she had a good summer. Oh. Quite swampy. Oh, she here. has air conditioning. Yeah. Um, so they all want to set her up with their sons. And I did like this runner that we get three dates for sort of three dates for Charlotte in this episode. Um mm-hmm. what did you think of the first date? Sick. I would have, I've, I would have wanted to leave too. Like he, uh, what I didn't appreciate it about, what I didn't appreciate about it is, is that he, um, I just feel Charlotte has done so much work on herself, and had they cast a more conventionally attractive man, and she still wasn't interested, mm-hmm. I think that that would have made the point even like more more because i mean he did all he seemed was a little dopey he was like uh, i ordered more bread but they haven't brought the bread yeah <laughs> i was like is this, yeah i this wish he was like hot bad? like had he been yeah. hot and terrible i think it would have made like oh or like, hot I, and just like she wasn't vibing yeah i also would note that i thought it would have been no of course we wouldn't have gotten the dates but i think there would have been an interesting storyline had um you had three women who had these like eligible sons and maybe Charlotte's trying to get at them. Mm-hmm. However, they don't like her because she's simply a converted Jewish woman. Oh. Like that there should be like I was just interested that there are like but you know, Charlotte's a hot commodity. Maybe they're like, you know what, that's a hurdle we can get over later. Yeah. Um But the carnations I mean were 
Sorry. I don't like carnations, but I don't think they're like a terrible flower. I think she just, it's not hairy, so she's going to find anything wrong with anybody. You know, it did seem when she said at the table, like, carnations ain't doing it for me. Yeah, he, she's like, I think if Harry brought her carnations, she would be disgusted. No, yeah, like, I think, I thought it was actually kind of cute at the table, and we can get into more about the specifics of Carrie and Burger at that table. But I really liked how Carrie sticks up for carnations, and then Carrie mm. says, but I would never made a, date a man who wears dock sides. And she's like, oh, I think those are cute. Yeah. And they both look at one another like when the other spouse is that like what are you talking about yeah they're like ew um and i'm more with carrie on this one carnations are fine if i see a man in a dockside what is a dockside like a boat shoe is that when you, <gasps> you might be thinking oh, like of a them? sparry yes mm, yeah another it's not doing it for me yeah when i see those shoes come out and i see them it, the only thing worse is when i see a man and um Oh my god. Well, flip-flops in general. Flip-flops, yeah. But um what are those like fancy flip-flops called that everyone like that you, granola like a granola girly would wear? My Birkenstocks? Brain- yes. When I see a man in a Birkenstock. See, I don't mind a man in a Birkenstock. You know I don't like men's feet. I don't want to see I, Do you mind a man in like a Birkenstock clog? Yes, I do mind it. Okay. Yeah, I do. <laughs> gotta say that's fine but i i know i will say i don't want a carnation but if someone mm. brought them to me i would be like oh thank you like what a thank you so much for bringing me flowers. yeah i wouldn't also like, break up. Like, i wouldn't expect a man most certainly straight men to know like what flowers to bring i also wouldn't expect a straight man to bring, to bring me bring flowers. flowers on the first date i would be like oh my god what a great stand-up gentleman yeah, I'd be like, wow. Well, actually, no. If I if I opened my door and a man had flowers for me on the first... First of all, why is he picking me up at my place to bring me flowers? Right. So that's all. You shouldn't know where you live. Right. Why are you here? Who told you what my address was? Yeah. But if you... It would seem overly eager and it would put me off. But in general, yeah. if a man gave me carnations, I would look at the thought more. But then I would find a way to be like, in the future, you know, a hydrangea is more my speed. Yeah. More my vibe. And then we head over to the second date with um, a gay gentleman. Yeah. yeah. And I loved the energy between these two. They had great energy. Banter. I was like, you know what? Kristen Davis needs to be diddy bopping around the city with different gay men on this show. Because something like about Charlotte just comes alive. The way she was listening to him and responding like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, she does to- like her best like comedic work. And trying to figure out, like, how do I get in there and ask? So she's like, and what are you looking for in a significant other? <laughs> and he's like, hey, look, I'm gay. You know I'm gay. I'm the only person who doesn't my know I'm gay, gay is my mother. And she just goes, oh. Like, she's sort of sad. I don't know. I thought they had a great chemistry. And I thought, um, God bless this gentleman and this act, this uh, a character for thinking yeah. he's got a shot with Smith-Jared. When he's like, can you introduce me? I'm like, sir. He's a white man at the end of the day. We need to stay in our lanes. Like, all yeah, of us need like, to stay in our lanes. Like, know thyself. Milo V, I wouldn't pal, I wouldn't barrel up and be like, hey, well, girl. You did say you might have a chance at Carl Radke. <laughs> if but I that's got different. to my fighting weight, and I don't think Carl Radke is like, oh, he's on. not Milo. He's a reality trash. He's, yeah, he's no Milo. Like, first and foremost, he's on reality TV. So he clearly has some sort of deficit in his personality that needs to be filled with like love and affection from strangers. <laughs> so I think I'm going to be able to work that angle. Same. And so 
I think I could get to him, you know. But I'm not sending my when Oscar Isaac and I locked eyes, I didn't like get up and go like now I think this is Yeah, it this is me. it. Yeah. No, I said stay in your seat. This man is a god and you are basically a peasant. Not even. I was like under peasant. Jester. What's under a peasant? Like a, a jester roach. <laughs> like a jester. Compared to that man. Then yeah. we meet David, who of course joined us on In Just Like That as Carrie's strange cyclist boyfriend, Mr. Merska Hargitay. And I gotta tell you, I preferred him in 2023. He looked better in 2023. Because <laughs> he looked He looks upright. really good. Yeah, he definitely looks really, really hair. good. Did you like David? I can like appreciate him as like a physically like attractive person and i did like how upfront he was and he was like you want to go have sex i thought it was interesting because to, for all intents and purposes we know charlotte fucked um dolce and gabbana guy or where what store was the shirt from prada prada i think now I, she's just so I sad been home with david <laughs> I think... if if the doors are open if we're fucking people yeah you'd fuck I david. Like david more than um prada for sure but I prefer and them I, both older. And I liked his, um, and as you said, I liked his open energy. Like, want to go home back to my place and have sex? I would have said yeah. yes, just because it seemed like a nice invitation. Like, I'd be lovely. like, can we put a pin in this? Let's see how the night goes. If we both don't end up with anybody at the end. Sure. I would have been like, let's go right now. <laughs> then yeah. run into Harry at the end and like pushed him. Like, I don't know who that man is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then one of my favorite scenes happens. Then we meet harry he comes back yeah. the fatties and the baldies and so she's looking around for her baldy i was happy because when they first said fatty and baldy i thought this line from carrie and monologue was going to be like, her fatty and baldy and i was like well that's I not so harry i was worried <laughs> i was and worried also, i was just like here we go we were really back <sighs> in the day fatty and yeah. baldy also, <laughs> bald, 2004 bald men are hot yeah but i guess maybe not in 2004 were there no hot bald men then I was going to say Vin Diesel, but I'm not even attracted to him. Ew, Chris. <laughs> is The Rock bald? I just saw him Maui side with Oprah. Is he? He feels like someone who's bald. I, I, yeah. I can't picture him with hair. <laughs> Who is like a bald actor? Hmm. Hot, bald celebrities. This could be a real bonus episode. Mm. <laughs> hmm. So I'm getting here. Pitbull. Chris, stop. <laughs> Jason Statham. Chris. Woody Harrelson, you know, I would not. The first one was Pitbull. I'm oh, okay, oh got one. Oh, Jason Statham's hot. Boris Kojo. That, oh. no, why he isn't leading this list? <laughs> Tyrese. Wow. I think I'm good on Tyrese. I like his Instagram. <laughs> 15 is simply Billy Zane. Mm, that's tough sir patrick stewart <laughs> this is wild i can't Pitbull. with this list boris kojo's coming in at 11 <laughs> what no sam no this is a man i do find quite attractive who is it coming at number 10 before boris kojo is ed harris now i want to show you the picture of ed harris they've chosen Again, this is a visual medium. Um, to explain it, 
he looks like um he looks like AI he's found in Larry a David. river <laughs> he looks like a corpse is he is he alive so he's coming in at number 10 he looks 10. dead in that picture <laughs> 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 then we Harrelson. please keep scrolling jason statham that's the I, worst I, photo of jason statham, statham I've, I've ever seen, seen. okay oh, shamar okay. moore gorge Gorge. He's how is he the not rock number one? Bald okay. Gorge. He's number six. No, who's this gentleman? That's um, oh, that's Corey Stoll. Yes, um, that guy. That guy. Yeah. Wait, what, Strange yeah. appearance on the on girls. Yes. Tucci. Oh, we got love the Tooch. Huh. Okay. All right. I mean, I wouldn't kick him out of bed. <laughs> How dare they at number two? You guys need to understand this is called the sexiest bald men. And how dare they at number two is John Travolta. John Travolta is a man who I don't even consider a bald. And The Rock? I understand that John Travolta is bald, but when I think of him. Is the opposite way? Like, is number 15 the hottest? (laughs) Hold on. Okay. All right. I don't think he, I don't think Common's number one. He, He is. For me, in oh. my heart. All right, now let's take us. Who's number fifteen? Was Billy Zane? Oh, <laughs> so starting he fifteen, Billy Zane, <laughs> Sir Patrick Stewart is number fourteen. How dare they slam Billy Zane like that? I mean, to put that Will Harris or whatever. <laughs> Mike Coulter, he's cute from Girls okay. Trip. Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. Mr. Worldwide. He's coming in at number 12. Then we get to Boris at 11. This isn't, this is sick. (laughs) This is so, who wrote this? I'm going to bully them online. (laughs) Who? Oh my gosh. The Ed Harris picture. Guys, I will be, I I will be leaving this up so that we, I can remember to post this picture of Ed Harris. Oh my God. And I find Ed Harris very sexy and stepmom. He is. Why did they pick this? What is okay? Scroll down. What does the little blurb about him say? Ed Harris is oh, most just recent tells us work. What he's yeah, in. it's not like here he is. We at his sexiest, but they could have picked a better photo. They could have picked any photo. And this picture of this outfit on Woody Harrelson. What is he wearing? <laughs> this kimono. <laughs> All right, guys, we got to get back to um the show. Because my little, head hurts. Like, what detour. was that? little detour in the sexiest bald celebrities oh my god okay sorry john travolta at number two is (laughs) wild okay so of course um charlotte i really i always think of um harry's proposal and how sweet it is and the sort of when Mm -hmm. harry met sally mo no is it when harry met sally i'll have what she's having right yeah um the sort of we've got to come back next week is so that when harry met sally button on the scene Mm mm-hmm and I love that that's Rob Reiner's mom, you know? I love that. But I'd forgotten how sweet Charlotte's apology to him is. When she's sort of like, and if you could just call me and ask me out. And she's, and she's so, like, I don't care if we'll ever get married. Like, I just want to be with you. It's beautiful. And that's not enough. And he gets down on that one knee. And it's like, finally. Now, I had thought they'd been broken up for much longer. It has been one episode. But how long is that in time in this show? Well, I mean... It could be a eight year. Eight years. <laughs> yeah. Like, the five years Aiden asked Carrie to wait, we don't know. Ugh. 
Yeah. Um, so that's sort of the end of the Charlotte storyline. Let's get into CB. Okay. Wow, 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 wow. Guys, I think this is the episode why people hate Burger, because this episode is so triggering. It's so upsetting. And it is so realistic. Everything... The, I've never seen this show be more real. Like, it's a documentary. I thought it was a reality show at one point. This I was is like, a documentary. Like, oh, when they were in the back of that cab, I was like, oh, that's me and my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, this isn't working. Like, I've said that. So Carrie's heading off to jury duty and she's like, I'm going to get out of this because I can't give myself time off. And I was like, sweetie, like jury duty, don't care. And then Berger says, "Um, how about we meet back up in a bit? And then she hits him with that bomb. Aren't you going to write today? What'd you think I was going to just sit around and fuck around all day? She's like, no, that's not what I said. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, backtrack, backtrack, backtrack. (laughs) Yeah, when he was like, he's like, we can meet up later. She's like, hmm, I don't think so. Because you should be working. And I thought, and I've this written, this is what I love about the original series. Because... Carrie's relationship with Berger really explores that sort of the tenseness that can exist in a relationship of like, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say this. And just that sort of awkwardness of communication and big sort of big was sort of the, the danger of desire, like how you can lose yourself when you really just want that person. Aiden was about compatibility, like the sort of like, Oh, he's so like, or I shouldn't say compatibility, but complacency. Sort of mm-hmm. like, oh, he's so appealing, but like, do I really want that? Yeah. Like, that's sort of why I think we all recognize Aiden in that relationship. And we mm-hmm. all recognize Big as like, oh my God, I want that guy so much. Mm-hmm. And then Petrotsky is sort of like that timing thing of like, oh, we are just in different stages of life. Yeah. And also, you're asking things of me that I can't give. But wow, wow, wow. Of all four of those, of her major Burgers. relationships, this is the one, actually, that you encounter the most IRL. Which is oh, just, for sure. When she said that to him, like, oh, you're going to work? I was like, oh, go, Carrie. Oh, girl. Oh, girl. Abort. And then abort. He, abort. Abort. Yeah. And then <laughs> he got really defensive because it's, it's such an insecurity. And, and then, then she feels like she can't be honest. And it just was like. Yikes. The, the kiss. And then he says Hollywood kiss. And that kiss. And she's dressed like Mickey Mouse or something. Like, I don't know what the Where fuck's... the fuck is she going? Jury duty. I know, but like... I mean, you can she... wear anything you want to jury she duty. She looks like but... she's going on the small world ride. Yeah, I was like, why is she dressed like that? <laughs> but Fuck's I thought crazy. that multiple times this episode. What'd you think of the Hollywood kiss? Sick. You didn't think it was cute? No, I thought it was so dark-sided. Um, I, I, again, show not, t- it would have been nice to understand the origins of this Hollywood kiss. Yeah, because it feels like something they've obviously done before, but like, and, we've never seen it. But it does fit them. I mean, they probably were watching a movie like, oh my God, how dorky, Hollywood kisses, right? <laughs> you know those two. <laughs> and yeah. then we're at jury duty and a man pulls out a mango. And this is something she and Burger bond over because these two idiots are always talking. They're Never like, that is talking. the weirdest thing. You could if she had said that to Big, he would have been like, So 
what are you talking about? Like, I have a don't job, look Carrie. at other people's briefcases. <laughs> like, don't be weird. He'd be like, I'm trying to keep the American finance <laughs> financial like ecosystem from collapsing. Carrie, could you not talk to me about like mangoes? Where yeah. Burgers, like oh, that's so weird. What if he pulled out a pineapple? He'd been like, it'd been really crazy. Yeah. They're just the like never not talking. <laughs> They're never not talking. But then we go to dinner. And it gets even worse because I. It was so real. It was so. But that's real. why I think you all hate Burger so much, and why I love him. This is I life. love to watch. I love this arc. Like I love to watch it, but I hate this relationship. I love it. It is so, and even Sarah Jessica Parker is like, I do not like that. <laughs> yeah, and which is crazy to me because she had so much fun stuff to do with him, like so mm-hmm. much acting. I think she's so good in this scene when she says, hey, "It comes up with everything." I know. <laughs> so it was so real. And then the Charlotte parsley. just like sitting there, just like. I feel that. Okay. Talk about an audience surrogate. <laughs> oh my God. We were all watching them like, oh boy. When she said to him, that's not funny. When he when he's trying to make a joke about Harry and the carnations. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, so she's like, don't say that to her. Don't say that to her. And Charlotte's like, it's okay. <laughs> like, like, I just want to leave now. And then the parsley. Oh my god, the parsley. Which is a Sarah Jessica Parker thing, I believe. She hates parsley, and so they wrote that into the script. I feel like she said this to someone in real life. And maybe at dinner with Michael Patrick King, and he was like, slam, I'm gonna get you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And look, as someone who is, um, I have no food allergies... But I am mm-hmm. a very particular orderer. As famously, I was once asked to, like, the waiter was like, can you just go talk to the bartender directly? Like, <laughs> I was yeah. like, yeah, sure. Like, bring, no, I think I might have said, well, he, no, he can come over here. Of course. That's what you said. Well, you know, like, you know, I am paying, you know, at the end of the day. I don't need to be schlepping around this restaurant. I agree. But I've gotten up to some stuff where people have been like, sir, like you have made 97 modifications to this. Mm-hmm. We might as well have just made the salad at home. Yeah. And a lot of arguments in restaurants, you know. But I never send anything back. Although Carrie would, as she said, like, I don't want. You've to be never the- sent a thing back. No, I will eat. I will either eat the meal or pretend I was like, or ask for it to go and then throw it away outside. I would never send oh. anything back. I think that is terrible. Whereas Carrie was mm-hmm. like, and then I'm going to have to send that plate back if it's got parsley on it. <laughs> and burgers. He's disgusted Yeah, and just him like heart. muttering under his breath, like, you're not allergic to parsley. And she's like, excuse me? <laughs> I don't like it. It comes on everything. The tenseness. And that's why I was like, oh, I love these two together. So then they're on their way home. And oh my God. He, and as someone who has broken up with someone and ended a almost three year relationship in the back of a taxi cab after seeing the movie Hope Float, Hope Springs, <laughs> and had to move okay. out of the, and had to move out of our apartment that evening and live with a friend for several weeks. You? Yeah, no, look, was he made more money than me. You know, I was 22. Oh, so oh, 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 Or his okay. apartment than mine. <laughs> okay. But I did have to pack my things and get going that night. Um, was it something in the movie that, like, triggered it? You know, I don't know. Because that happened to me after La La Land. 
No, this movie is about Tommy Lee Jones and Meryl Streep, like, reviving their sex life with their therapist, Steve Carell. So I don't know that it was really related to what I was going mm. through as a 22-year-old. Okay. But something cracked. Yeah, that happened to me after La La Land. Yeah, like, but that I is ultimately threw... a movie about a divorce. Like, it is... Yeah, but I threw... I threw my boyfriend at the time out of the car and threw his wallet at him and drove away and we broke up. Yeah. Well, no, we were stuck in the back of that car, you know, until we got to the apartment. I had to pack my bags and show up to my friend's apartment who we were going out that night and simply say, hey, I'm still open to going out, but um, can I live here? <laughs> For a few weeks. And he was like, yep, come on in. <laughs> I mean, he was like, do you still want to go out? And I was like, more than anything. I don't need yeah, to sit with like, these feelings. No, 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 no. Of course I like, not. I'm, I was like, I'm homeless. Why shouldn't I be at a bar? True. That's the kind of advice you'll get on this pod. Yeah. You know? Um, wow. I, I'm just, I feel like personally attacked by the back of this car scene. What did you think of him saying that they should go on a break immediately? <laughs> <laughs> is that how breaks work i've never gone on a break only a break i've never gone on a break either were breaks invented like, by friends was that phrase invented on friends no where does it come from or was it at least it must have been popularized i'm not really sure the idea of a break i'll find this out later i do think friends po at least popularized it um because you don't really hear, like, it's not in, like, TV shows from, like, the, it's it's such a great conceit for a television show. Mm -hmm. And you don't really hear it pre-Friends in any shows. I thought, actually, it was sort of okay to ask for the break. I was surprised Carrie was so against it. I do think maybe he needed to come upstairs and they chat about, like, That's what I'm what saying. Like, I, I think it's good, or at least sit on the stoop and talk about it. You don't have yeah. to, like, go up. But, like, like, I do think, like, a lot of men don't want to go to that apartment. No, Something's no one going on wants. They yeah, men do not love that apartment. Who could? True. Well, I've heard from a lot of people complaining that we were like, "Get the fuck out of that apartment!" Then she moves, and we're like, "Get your ass back in that apartment." <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't love the reason that she's like moving out. And that Gramercy Park apartment is devastating. Those white walls. It's supposed to be like really gorgeous, but Terrible. we and find the worst it disgusting. Neighborhood in the world. Um, well, Hudson Yards. And then somebody shows up after this. And this is where the episode really popped off because I had totally forgotten he was coming. Big. Burger? No. Burger's gone. He's gone, baby gone. He's up in the Hamptons. Who? Oh, big. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I this for was totally the part of the episode. So he's just bopping around Century 21, which was giving me flashes of Sonia Morgan. Mm hmm. Have you ever been to, a, to that Century 21? Never. I went once. It is the shitty it was well it's closed it was the shittiest store it was rack it was racks on top of where you couldn't find the goddamn thing in there like they just yeah, threw the clothes in i mean exploded. i saw photos and it didn't look great there were mannequins like i saw a mannequin just like knocked over and not one employee thought to pick it up it was just like <laughs> we're good but i maybe got it yeah, on it's and it's, it's giving forever 21 worse and i think they actually might be a like sister stores oh <laughs> But when she answered that phone and I saw Big, I thought, we can go home again. Mm. Yeah. Him on the golf course. It just he felt right. gorgeous. Yeah. I was like, this is the man you're saying is a mistake? This? No, I didn't care for 
Carrie's tricks of the kids. I was like, all right, come on. <sighs> Must we? I'm like, we're not with Burger. But then we're, he you're did talking seem to very big. entertained. He laughed. And I was like, God, these two. These two crazy kids. Yeah. <sighs> What'd you think of him and him? And I liked his interest in him calling him hot dog. Yeah. You know, he big nose when she said that they're on a break. He's like, kid. What well, when he was about? like, oh, I thought it was interesting. He's like, you two moved in yet? I'm like, big, you didn't, you went to our apartment exactly once. Why yeah, but torturing? he knows how quick Carrie wants to get I it know, going. I know, but he's torturing this woman. He knows damn well. He's like, you move in yet? Even though I never, wouldn't even let you leave a toothbrush in my apartment. I'm like, this is so big. He is he's literally so always running her ragged. This, mm-hmm. She's like, should I break up with my boyfriend or not? It's like he got a psychic call and was like, better call her. Ring a ding ding. I swear, a lot of men do that. Like they have this like psychic energy. Like when they know, like she's. It's happy. normally though, like when things are, yeah. <laughs> oh, but I feel like this is like you know what she needs. She's a little miserable. Push in my, she needs a little push in my direction so I can get that phone sex going again. Oh God, he's so horny. <laughs> he's such a sicko. Colin <laughs> with his cigar in his mouth, ready to jerk off on a hot tub. What's wrong with him? Oh, <laughs> he's awful. I love him. Remember that blue dress you wore or whatever? And I slipped the straps off. I'm like, what, sir? (laughs) Could you say hello? What happened to hello? Hello. How are you? Customer service. (laughs) I don't know. I loved this scene, though. I I really did forget that he was in it. And it was a... breath of fresh when he popped up i was like wow thank that it was god what i would have given for him to pop up and then just like that season two and of course <clears throat> i know guys we know this is a monster we know and we have to separate it and honestly if they could find the right actor i'd be open to a recast no you fucking wouldn't <laughs> and just like such that a liar crazy. and just like that not in the in ju- and then just like that if and just like that season three started and they were doing flashbacks to big and it was just a different actor i'd be like you know what it's all of a piece here. Chris, you would write if a letter they, to Michael Patrick If they King. brought out, like, um, Rob Delaney from um, Catastrophe and he was big. And just like, whatevs. <laughs> I could see it. <laughs> wow. I could truly see Michael Patrick King like, all right, I do want to sort of work with the character of Big this year. Let's just recast him. Yeah. I'd, God, people would lose it. And they'd just be like, just throw another man in a suit. Maybe we'll shoot him from behind. <laughs> Just as sad. <laughs> and then she goes over and talks to Miranda. Well, no, she decides she wants to drive out there. I thought this was incredibly relatable. That idea of like, I am going to solve this. Then you're like, no, 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 no. I can't yeah. be storming around in the places. I thought it was an affordable rental car at $178 an hour. I don't know how Did much you? it costs to rent a car. But that seemed to be not that much. That felt expensive, but I have never rented a car, so I don't know. Yeah, I was like, that's not too bad. I don't know. I thought it was like thousands of dollars to rent a car or something. Wow. Remember Zipcar? What the fuck was that? Is that still I don't around? Know that is. It was like little cars that would just sit in neighborhoods. It was almost like, oh, you know, yeah, and you yeah, could yeah. just I like open remember. them and get in and drive it's away. It's kind of like those bird scooters, yes, but it was a but car. It was car. That was a wild time in life. Yeah. And so she heads over to Miranda's after that. And I thought Miranda throughout this entire episode is giving her great advice, which is just like, you need to focus on what you want. Mm-hmm. What's going on with you? It's so important. And she says to her, like, you have tried with him. Mm-hmm. But to that, again, I want to say, what what are they talking about? 
We haven't seen any of that trying. There is a huge um, gap between where we left them outside of the play opening in Brooklyn and this episode. Mm -hmm. And I guess I emotionally understand it, but I don't really... I would have liked one episode between these two. I agree. Just or like a little bit more something. I don't yeah. know. It just seems um, like this is it's really rushed to have introduced a major love interest for her and have him wrapped up in six episodes. Like we never see Burger again. Mm-mm. They like don't even talk about him. Um and, Oh, go ahead. Were you I don't know. I really just thing? think the advice with Miranda is like so important. Like, especially when you're like younger in dating, like in your early twenties, like it's so easy to get caught up in like, well, what are they thinking? What do they want? What do they like me? It's like, well, do you like him? Like, ask yourself that question. Because when I sit and ask myself that question, I'm like, oh, okay. Now I'm no. able to like get in touch. <laughs> the answer yeah. is no. Yeah. Um, that was like the major lesson of most of my 20s was just like, do I even, am I, do I like this man? Do I like him? Probably and now not. I'm like, now I'm like trying to get myself to go the other way. It's like, Chris, please, you like mm -hmm. him. Believe mm -hmm. yourself. And I'm like, do I? Yeah. I don't think I do. And so she decides that she's going to break up with him. But then she goes back to jury duty and a gentleman pulls out a coconut. <laughs> and that's like, she's like, and then I knew. This is crazy. And then I knew and I wanted to be says, with him. And then I knew I was willing to give Burger another chance. I'm like, ma'am, it's a coconut. It's a fucking coconut. It's a hairy she's fruit crazy. with milk in it. Like, you need to chill the fuck Oof. out. <laughs> Carrie's nuts. This is the crazy. This is the most Michael Patrick King storyline actually ever. That a mango and a coconut in a briefcase is what's keeping these two together. Like, yeah. think about that. Yeah, we're That's all insane. like, it's crazy. Carrie's got a cat. Yeah. Oh my god. Did you see she adopted him? I don't want to talk about that. Given. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Some other Sorry. stuff. Yeah. We've been sent that quite a lot. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> And so she's at home, dressed like a strange little ballerina, looking adorable. Mm -hmm. And knock, knock, knock at the door. Now, how did he get in? Did she buzz him up? I just always assume when assume that someone stuff opens happens, the like door. someone's, yeah, yeah. someone's coming so out. And so he's knocking at the door. She opens it. He's got pink carnations. And they've both made this mutually agreed upon decision to try again. Do you think they had sex that night? Yes. In her white frock, or did she put it on after? She probably kept it on. <laughs> um, well, no, no, maybe they had sex when she was wearing dress in her all black and two little. Mm, and then she put on the frock. And then she put on that frock. Mm. And they decide to make it work. I agree. They probably have sex. She wakes up and he's gone. Mm -hmm. And there it is. I'm sorry. I can't. Don't hate me. M dash. Yeah. The best piece of writing on this show. <laughs> With the dash. The that dash is so heavy. That M dash. How dare he? And it's that he giving... leaves it on her computer, which is the thing that they share in common writing. Mm -hmm. It's so loaded. Diabolical. I know. I love him. I got to close this article 15 sexy as bold, man. Actually, no, it reminds me of when Marnie and Charlie get back together. And she and says she's she like, wants to have his beautiful brown babies, which makes no, 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 no. When sense. she's like on top of him, oh. and they're like, she's like, we're gonna do this again, and then like they're in the throes of like doing, it, and she's like, I can't actually, <laughs> like, right. I but the difference this. there is, is that we understand why Marnie doesn't want him, right? Why do you think Berger left? 
what happened in his mind honestly like he heard that number two bus again because the sex was bad yeah like i I think he was just like this isn't working like we're not in uh, he's not in a good space i don't think they're compatible um but i like that we kind of are left asking that question like i like that we don't know so and i love that you end there because i wanted to say and i know people are gonna come for me oh boy the way burger exits this show makes him the correct person to have returned and in just like that season two there is a question mark here that would have been interesting to explore and answer 25 years later or however long it's been Mm -hmm. aiden and her have nothing left to explore there is no more terrain these are two people who are harmful to one another now they've harmed each other again and he's talking about five years this five years that half a snap whatever the Mm -hmm. fuck that country lurch is talking about had it been burger she would have been able to look him in the eye and say why did you leave that night and we as the audience would also learn something it would be like the gilmore girls revival where it's all worth coming back because we all wanted to know what the final four words we'd been promised were Mm -hmm. there's nothing left to explain like i didn't have any more questions about aiden no it ended just the way it should so that in some ways what they had to do was create new obstacles and new things whereas an audience i watched this and i was like wow it's so funny we hear about burger next week and then never again for the most i don't think he ever is mentioned in the series again after this and so to bring him back would have been so interesting particularly you have her having just written a book Perhaps mm-hmm. they're maybe they're both on the instead of that crazy widow circuit like, scene. Maybe he's writing again. Yeah, like they end up um on a book tour together. Like she has to go or she's speaking at the ninety second Street Y, and he's there too. Instead, mm-hmm. we've creating widow circuits and so, snow apocalypses and <laughs> that God. I can't even Virginia. go back there. I can't go back to that snow apocalypse. But do you know episode. what I mean? I just think that there yeah. was so much. It's meteor. It's like weight to the idea of bringing the idea of either bringing back if i had to choose between aiden burger and petrovsky aiden is the last of those three yeah like i don't need any because the way they ended like it was all said like everything that they felt i feel like was said and put out there like there's nothing more to discuss anderson cooper and his mother nothing left unsaid yeah fuck was so sad his life is very sad is it i mean he's a vanderbilt he's never not with a bunch of kids i know but like rather than adopting which he should i think he's found i think he's one of okay we don't have to get into okay i miss burger I don't. Um, I bring them back. Bring them back. And just like that season three. I want like more stories like that, though, like in season three, like maybe like where she dates someone again and like something similar happens. Like where. Well, don't worry. It will because they can't come up with new storylines. Sure. Don't worry. There will be a it'll be not a post it this time. It'll be like he left me a note card. That guy's come on. He sent me a text. He broke up with me via a text. meme. Yeah. <laughs> he sent me that racist frog meme that was like, see a girl. <gasps> Pepe. Pepe. What'd you think of the fashion in this episode? 
Honestly, the only thing that stands out... First of all, I think Charlotte looked absolutely beautiful at the singles and mingle party. Like, I just think she looked gorgeous. Like, her hair, absolutely gorgeous. But Sammy Jones and that pink hat... I think you're gonna... I think you're gonna... Just keep your eyes open, because I think she wears a lot of hats for the rest of this season. She does. And I think we've seen her in a lot of hats before. Remember she was wearing that... um, No, no, no. I don't have a problem with hats. When she was wearing... When she went up to fuck old McDonald... I know, but this was different. This was like, um, it's also how it's like, um, sat tilted. on our it's head. Like, yeah, it's yeah. at a full like Frank Sinatra live at like the it's Apollo. giving like it's giving jazz singer. Yeah, she could have done a real good one two step there. I didn't have any real fashion notes. I thought I would agree with you. I thought Charlotte looked beautiful, and I loved Carrie's hair throughout the episode. Mm. Um. But I didn't really have big notes about it. And in terms of men, we have Burger, Big, Harry, Smith, Jonathan, and David. I'm going with Big. It was great to see him again. And mostly because he also surprised me. I was like, woo, there he is. I'm going with David. Ugh. If I had a second pick, it'd be Jonathan, who I'm assuming is the gay one. Honestly, was- fuck that. No, I'm stupid. I'm picking Harry. Uh, right. Hmm. I'm picking Harry. <laughs> apologies to Harry. Yeah, my apologies to the yeah. Mr. Goldenblatt. Well, I'm, I'm choosing him. I, I'm still picking big, but um, Harry's... I, I'm going to move Harry's take Harry to number two. No, I'm still taking, picking big, but Harry's my number two, not Jonathan, the gay gentleman. Right. What would you give this out of ten? A ten. Same. This is No, actually, I think I would give it a nine. Um, I'm giving it a ten. It's a great episode. I would watch it again right now. I think the only thing I would have liked is I felt the Miranda storyline could have been a little bit funnier. Yeah, but I guess it's not really funny. I know, but I I, I would have liked to laugh a little. <laughs> I mean, it is a comedy. Okay. <laughs> just, okay. they, oh, and can I, Joe, hold on. Hold oh, on. Oh, oh, oh. Where the fuck is Steve? This woman is Where struggling. the fuck I just, hold Steve. on. I, yeah. Go oh on. my god. Yeah, yeah, I thought that oh, too. What is their custody agreement? Why the fuck isn't this dumbass taking care of his child? Mm-hmm. And this is the man busy. you... He's busy dicking down Debbie and making <laughs> cupcakes. He needs to be there to help her. Mm-hmm. She is struggling. And she has a nanny. She's Miranda? working 55 hours a week, a week, minimum. And he works during the day. He doesn't do... Wait, he doesn't work during the day. Right. Right. Oh my God. Yeah, he's terrible, he's Chris. Absentee father. This is like when some. <laughs> I think it was you who was like, I don't know who I was talking to, but someone was like, I don't think Christopher is a bad dad. And I was like, Don't you think being present is an important part of being a parent? That definitely wasn't me. And they were like, Oh my God. I was like, Yeah, I don't think you could be a good dad yeah. from afar. I I have a real thing against like Disney dads. The dads that like are only around like for fun stuff, like they'll only like take you to Disney, but they won't like be there for you like I don't even through the ins and outs of every day. No, but I'm I'm not saying he is, but I'm saying like and neither is Steve in general. But I'm just saying Steve is like that dad that's like I'll take you to the basketball game, but like I'm but, not right, gonna go but to like she, he's a baby, he can't do that. Right. I bet Steve was helpful when Brady was twelve. That's what I'm saying. Miranda is in the throes of it. This man is a disgusting sicko. And he's this a slob. Is, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he's awful. And the fact that he's not even mentioned goes to show that Miranda's like, I'm, why even? No one her? even. No <laughs> one's even caring. Magda's like, where is the father? Why doesn't this child have the warmth of a home? 
she's probably like all god yeah it's not good brady suffered probably very much when and you wanted him dead at the beginning of this episode oh okay that hasn't changed but i just mean i think he suffered tragically when ran when magda passed also we probably look up and that actress is still alive too and she's like i just don't want to be on it just like that yeah she probably wasn't asked all right so that's a nine out of ten um wow i can't believe that just flashed to me fucking steve steve is is he he better be back next when is dr robert coming next week is he you've seen it you said no. that to me episode one I, you were like, he comes. <laughs> said you it were like, every every week you were like, no i think one, he comes like, in two episodes you were like dr the next episode comes in episode two the next and, episode is like when carrie gets like oh, arrested that's when she's wearing um her she gets back into her jeans and dates that um and yeah. flirts with that hipster with glasses yeah and they go to bed they go to bed mm-hmm. what's charlotte up to she's just engaged and worried that she shouldn't have a big wedding should we just cover this one now it seems we have a big memory of it I feel like I've seen that one a million times. Chris, Chris, 15 sexiest bald men. Number two is John Travolta. Number two. All right. We got to close this out. We've been talking for a million hours. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week when we discuss season six, episode seven. Don't have a name on. Oh, wait. Episode seven. I believe the episode is entitled The Post-It Always Sticks Twice or something like that. I think so, yeah. Um, Didn't update this outline. So make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts. You can support us by joining us over at Patreon at patreon.com slash shortcomingspodcast and follow us online. I'm at clewis1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you? I'm at Bravo Historian on Instagram and I'm at Take Your Zoloft on Twitter. Bye. Bye. Bye.